So we always have a rule of thumb, long gospel, short homily. So uh, we'll see if I can stick uh, with that today. But we've got some really nice summer readings today as the flowers and the crops continue to grow in our gardens and in our fields. And that farming or growing spirituality is spread throughout our scripture readings. And I think one of the themes of God's creation is part of the spirit that we celebrate during these summer months. Today we get one of the longest of Jesus' parables, but it requires the shortest of explanations because Jesus himself explains it for us very clearly. The seed symbolizes the gospel, the good news, the word of God, Jesus Christ himself. And the soil is our human hearts. So why do some believe and some disbelieve? Much of the reason is that some soil is rich and some is poor. Some is well prepared and some is not well prepared. So our first job is to prepare the soil. And evangelizing is much like farming. The most important and time-consuming thing is the reception of the soil, or for us, the preparation. Not only for the soil, but obviously for our souls. But let's not focus on where the seed falls or where it fails to take root, but rather on the abundance and the generosity of the sower who never gives up on us. And we should ask ourselves, why does this sower waste so much seed? Anyone who's ever tried to grow a garden knows that parts of the yard are not good for growing things. There's either too much clay or too many rocks, not enough sun or maybe too much. In my case, there's just way too many bunnies who always seem to be hungry to munch on anything that I plant. So when it comes to planting time, the prudent gardener knows the soil and carefully uses the seed. But not the sower in this parable. No, he throws seeds by handfuls on the paths and on the rocks and in the thorns, as well as on the decent, viable dirt. If you saw this guy at work, you'd think he must own a seed company the way he wastes all of his product. He obviously is not judging the quality of the soil the way you and I would before he goes to work. He's got boundless hope and optimism despite all the evidence to the contrary. Look for a moment at our own farm fields and gardens compared to the one that Jesus describes in the parable of the sower. Ours are very neat and well-defined. Each row is straight and true. The earth has been carefully prepared and each seed has been thoughtfully planted. There's no rocks, no weeds, no one is allowed to walk in the fields and the insects and the birds and even the bunnies are kept away. But this sower, on the other hand, tosses seeds willy-nilly and doesn't seem to care where they land. Rocks and weeds and the path are all part of the garden. The mentality is all are welcome in God's field of love. 
Maybe that's the difference between the way we do things and the way God manages the world. There's lots of things we wouldn't allow if we were in charge of creation. But the Lord seems content to include everything. And God's sense of order is far different than our own. We like everything neat and straight and clean, while the Lord doesn't seem to have any of those hard edges. But what appears to be haphazard to us is the vast and infinite plan of his loving creation. Sooner or later, he gets the harvest of 30 or 60 or 100 fold. The planting fields of our own lives can be very uneven. At times, we might be willing to say, not now. Planting conditions are not that favorable. We've all got hearts that are not uniformly receptive to the great work of God's kingdom being sown in us. But our God never tires of the task at hand and keeps on cheerfully offering us opportunities for love and justice and peace and mercy and salvation. The joyous seed is scattered liberally throughout our days as we might duck and shrink and refuse and deny. And right now, some of us here might be too depressed for the good news of the gospel, or too busy, or too tired, or too sick, maybe too outraged, too old or too young. We may have many excuses, maybe as many excuses as there are seeds, but meanwhile the seeds continue to rain down on us on all sides, right across the path as we make our way, and the abundance of the seeds are behind us, and they're also crunching under our feet every step that we take along the way. Stingy is not a word in God's vocabulary, nor are the words cautious or sensible or enough. I think we can all come up with a bunch of reasons why we can at times resist the generous seed being sown in our lives. Most of them are actually pretty weak when we unpack and examine them. But imagine for a moment what happens when we stop resisting and allow God's seeds in our lives to produce fruit, a share in the first fruits of the Spirit of God, which is love and mercy and compassion. Every moment contains another smattering of seed from the lavish, trusting, and optimistic sower that we worship. The question for us today is what will we do with it? So let's pray that the word of God takes roots in our lives, that we will cultivate the word as neighbors and friends so that we all can yield the most abundant harvest.